Welcome. This is the Nehruk Power Walk. Did you have a drink of water today? Made some coffee or tea? Turn on a light? Use the gas stove to cook a meal? Or maybe you need a strong broadband connection to access information for work or education? Our world and our lives depend on public utilities. The Power Walk is a podcast dedicated to discussing what matters to everyone who regulates, provides, or depends on our public utilities. The National Association of Regulatory Utility Commissioners, or NARUG, is a nonprofit organization founded in 1889 dedicated to representing state public service commissions who are responsible for regulating the utility companies that provide essential services such as energy, telecommunications, power, water, and transportation. The mission of NARUG and its members is to ensure the safe delivery of services at fair and reasonable rates. NARUG provides ample resources to members, such as training, webinars, and research. Our advocacy includes addressing Congress, engaging federal agencies, and passing resolutions at national meetings held three times a year. NARUG meetings are events where national energy and utility leaders join our members, consumer advocates, and other stakeholders to discuss the most salient issues that affect all of our lives. Today in our first episode of The Power Walk, we find out how NARUG has fared during the past year and how the association will deliver its summer policy summit scheduled for this July. Welcome. Let's take a power walk. This is Regina Davis, NARUG's Director of Communications, and thank you for joining us for the inaugural episode of the NARUG Power Walk. Today, I'm so pleased to be joined for this episode by Michelle Malloy, NARUG's Director of Meetings, and also our president, Paul Shalander of the Idaho Public Utilities Commission. Thank you both for joining us. Hey, Regina, how you doing? Doing great. This is, a, this is gonna be a great conversation. I can feel it already. Uh, sure, well, I, you followed a power walk. I like the name of it. And I, I've got my fastest pair of running shoes on right now. <laughs> I'm are sure you running audience... away or are you running toward? It depends on the question. Okay, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I'm sure our audience will be able to keep up. So thank you. Thank you both again. Now we're going to talk about the Summer Policy Summit, and you're both here to give a, a special announcement about the Policy Summit. But before we jump into that, President Shalander, can you describe what it's been like to lead the association over the past six months? Because you're at about the halfway point now. Yeah, um, you know, if I had to get a bumper sticker to sort of describe uh, my, my term so far as neighbor president, I, I'd say it would be uh, all the work, none of the perks. Um, it's been um, it's been a lot of work, but, you know, I've enjoyed it. And it's been an honor, quite honestly. I know everybody says that, oh, it's an honor to be president of the association. It really is. Um, I get a chance to, to, to roll up my sleeves, dig in, put my uh, efforts where my mouth has been over the last few years. But um, because of the pandemic, I think really one of the, the, the big added values for all this has been um, the entire leadership team, Judy Yogman, Michael Kerr, and the entire executive committee. We, we've been able to focus quite a bit on things that really matter to the membership. And, and that's where I think, too, I know we're all tired of Zoom. Uh, we're Zoomed out. Um, we, um, I think a lot of us intentionally put the mute button on. Uh, it's on purpose 
Um, it's it's to the point where you know we've we've got all these Zoom meetings one right after the other. But the big bus from that though has been that we've been able to stay relevant. I think as an association through this timeline, uh, and we've done a really good job. I know Michelle's with us on this on this today, and and she's done a fantastic job as, and in doing the planning and making sure that uh, we've got quality meetings. But but again, I think simply put, I mean, we, we've had an opportunity to to really focus on the education component, to work hard on the rate school piece of the puzzle, and to make sure that the uh, that the meetings that we have still provide uh, that value added and and maintain the integrity of the brand and name route. So that's been good. And I got another sort of uh, advantage to the Zoom stuff, which I will, like everyone else, be very grateful not to have to do as much anymore, is that I, I did get a chance to meet a lot of new people virtually. And um, and I, I feel like I actually got to know them uh, through that process. And I I said yes to, uh, to attending more meetings and participating in more events than I might have otherwise been able to do if I'd have been traveling all the place. Because, you know, I live in Idaho, so it takes me a day traveling to get anywhere. And um, so if there were more than one or one event during a week, I'd probably have to say no, but that's not been the case um, this year. In fact, uh, I, I think I created a new term. I'm calling it a Zoom bouncing. Uh, it sort of sounds like Zumba and you go from one meeting to the next and it's as close to exercise as I've gotten throughout this entire pandemic. Well, thank you for that uh, overview of the, of the past six months and you uh, struck a familiar chord with your comment about Zoom that we can all appreciate. And we also appreciate your leadership and the leadership of our uh, executive committee. Now, Michelle, you've had uh, about a year now, starting with planning last year's uh, race school of trying to pivot our meetings uh, and turning to virtual experiences while still delivering the same quality as our on-site events. So can you briefly walk us through the ebb and flow of that whole process? Oh, great. Thanks, Regina. And um, it's nice to be here with you, President Shalander. Um, last year was a complete blur. In fact, it's still kind of blurry. Um, neighbor content is, is really important and the information shared at our meetings is relevant and affects so many people. So we knew this time last year that the show had to go on. And while everybody else was canceling their meetings, um, our leadership gave us the green light. And mind you, that was only about eight weeks before the Summer Policy Summit. So we quickly learned to redesign an online agenda, and then we had to learn how to produce it. Um, Wendy Harris, the Deputy Director of Meetings, and I attended you know, webinars, talked to people. We even took a certificate class on virtual meeting management. It's probably already out of date. Um, plus, uh, the other Derek staff learned more about ways to go virtual and joined us on the planning process. Um, as I said, other groups were canceling their meetings, so we really had to dig deep and find trusted partners. Um, a positive process last year um, was that Macro Region decided to hold their educational conference online um, at the end of last June. So while we were planning two meetings at the same time um, and facing that challenge, we also learned a lot in the process that was helpful for um, the NARUC meeting. Um, I do appreciate the trust that the executive committee and the leadership and, you know, our boss, Greg White, put in us and all of us to take our meetings to a, a different level. Um, I might even say to a different platform. <laughs> Very good. I like that. I like that. 
And, and to both of you, and I'll start with uh, President Shalander, what have you been hearing from our members and attendees over this past year regarding their meeting experiences? Well, what I've, what I've heard from most everybody is that they're really tired of sitting in the same chair and they can't wait to get up and go someplace else. And, and I certainly agree with them on that. Um, from, you know, from the beginning, they, everybody was saying, God, I can't wait till we can get together and, and see each other again in the same room. And uh, as, as we've gotten more through some of uh, most folks getting their inoculations, their shots, they're all now saying, okay, we're free. We're ready to travel around the country again. Let's get rolling. So there's a lot of pent up uh, excitement. Now there's some folks, you know, that are saying, oh, if you hold a, if you hold your summer meeting live, it's going to be the, the, the most well-attended meeting ever. And it's like, okay, put your travel dollars where your mouth is. And, and, and that's what we need is we need that kind of success if we're going to try to pull that off. But from almost everybody to a person, it's like, ah, when are we going to get back to live meetings? When can we get back to see the people that, that, that we like to see and, and get the reaction in, in a live event? Because there's so much you miss in a live event. I know that whenever I'm giving a, a presentation via Zoom, you can't see the audience. You don't really know what the reactions are. You don't know if that first joke really went over well, so should you tell the second one? Um, you know, so it's, it's a lot of not being able to feed off of an audience and a crowd. And, uh, and plus, I want to get even for the person in the evaluation for the um, winter meeting who wrote that, uh, that I seem too wooden in my presentation. I don't really know what that means, but... Whatever it is, I'm not going to be wooden if we're live. <laughs> That's good to know. So, Michelle, what have people been telling you about their experiences over the past year? I know that you do evaluations. You talk to people mm -hmm. informally. I'm sure you've heard uh, a lot of feedback from folks about the way that we've been delivering our meetings and, and the content. Oh, well, you know, I love our members. I love our stakeholders. I love our meetings. I say every year it's like three family reunions, but there's no fighting. Um, our attendees have always been supportive of NARUC and the NARUC staff team, um, but I think it was even more obvious this past year. They cheered the creativity or maybe the bravery <laughs> that we showed converting to virtual meetings with a small budget and a limited, you know, meeting staff. Um, you could just sense that they wanted us to succeed. Uh, we heard often that we were the trailblazers, that we were setting the trend, breaking new ground, and everybody was kind of waiting to see what we did. So we really were just sort of coming up with ideas um, and implementing them. And again, um, everybody pitched in to make them happen. So you're right, we did receive lots of positive feedback. The written evaluations were encouraging as well as helpful in planning the next meeting. Um, we are trying to make sure that our next president isn't as wooden. Um, that's something that came out of the evaluation. <laughs> um, but the success of our meetings, which really resulted in teamwork of the phenomenal neighborhood staff um, and, our, and our, you know, our members and our leadership, uh, the conversion from a live to a virtual meeting would not have been possible without so many of our colleagues, Regina, as you know, upskilling and tackling new tasks and new technology and while we were all working remotely, you could just feel the team spirit and the enthusiasm and the, the drive and the will of success from, from everybody involved. Again, from our members to, um, to our colleagues. So I think overall it was a positive experience. I don't wanna go through it again. Yes, I am tired of my chair as well. <laughs> so right now we're planning 
the summer policy summit and there are some options at your disposal. So quickly, Michelle, can you review what options we have in terms of how we're going to deliver the summer policy summit? Okay, this is, this is obviously a question um, and opinion. I see two options. I see uh, because the vaccination's rolling out and hotel and businesses reopening and people are willing and wanting to travel, the options to me would be to go all live and only live or hybrid. Okay, that was, that was very succinct. So uh, explain to us, President Shalander, what have we decided to do? Which of those two options that Michelle just gave us, which one have we decided to do and why? Are we going to be uh, in person or are we going to have a hybrid event or perhaps all virtual? Please tell us now. Okay. Well, uh, you know, is, is the same decision units went into this uh, that also, you know, factored into us moving into a, uh, the initial virtual environment, which is that we needed to be relevant. And I think we moved really quickly as an association to remain relevant by moving to that virtual scenario. But also as an association, a member association, um, it's important for us to, to, to take that same kind of uh, zeal in, in making a decision to get back to some type of normal scenario in order for us to be relevant as an association. So in listening to uh, a lot of our members and a lot of people that have attended in the past, uh, many of whom have, have all received their, their second shots, they're inoculated, they're anxious, ready to go. We've decided to do, um, it's, it's a, we'll call it a hybrid. Um, it's still in a, in, a, in a state of evolution, but we're gonna have an in-person component and I'm beyond excited about it. Um, but, you know, again, Health and public safety is still a huge uh, consideration. We're going to have to continue to monitor how things look in Denver and what some of the concerns and considerations might be, and obviously going to take all that into account as we move forward. But that hybrid approach with that in-person uh, piece of it in Denver is, uh, is where we're headed. Okay, you all heard it. We're going to be in person in Denver, it's going to be hybrid and President Shalander, in case people are wondering, does this mean that you will be live on site in Denver? If I have to walk to Denver, then I'd probably <laughs> have to start now, um, but I'm in, I am. You know, I can actually drive to Denver. So uh, you know, that, that's a possibility. Apparently but, uh, you have the yeah. shoes if you have to walk. Yeah, you know, good point, good point. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to hop on a plane. I'm, it's, uh, it's about an hour and a half flight from, from Boise to Denver. I think it's a straight shot. I don't know. It's been a long time. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get what's an airport. <laughs> I, I'm not, but I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. So absolutely, you can't keep me away. Okay, that's great. Now, so we're going to have this option for, for everyone. There's going to be the option for people who want to participate virtually. And as we just said, that option for folks who want to attend in person. So starting with those folks who are going to attend in person, Michelle, how will this year's experience on site differ from previous on site meetings? For example, um, will there be a mask requirement? And can you just walk us through uh, the experience through registration, uh, meeting rooms, start with those first. Sure, so what will be 
different for those attending in person. I wish I had a crystal ball, but um, yes, we'll have health protocols in place. Uh, NARUC um, team and the Sheraton will work together on how to implement these. Uh, the Sheraton is currently adhering to stricter standards than the state, which makes me feel comfortable. They've also been open quite a long time and um, were the model for uh, the Marriott brand when it came to reopening safely. Um, we'll ask our attendees to wear masks based on the current CDC guidelines and, and neighborhood attendees are incredibly caring and respectful, so I don't think that will be a challenge. There will be what I call spatial distancing um, in the meeting rooms because designing the room sets involves density, geometry, and division. And math is hard. So look for different room sets. That's gonna be something new. Also, uh, MacRoot is testing Health Shield, which is an SMS-based system, which means using your phone. Um, that's CDC compliant, and we'll ask attendees daily about potential COVID sim symptoms. And then the attendees will uh, basically have an automated response that'll give them a special code, either green or red, that'll tell them whether they can enter the meeting space. It's going to be um, something that, like I said, we'll demo at MacRoot, and if it works and, and we find it helpful, we may implement that at NARUC. Um, breaks will be longer to allow for cleaning the meeting space, the public space, and the audiovisual equipment between sessions. We're also looking to um, have 45-minute sessions to allow for those longer breaks and for more topics to be covered. We'll have staggered breaks to allow attendees more time to get meals, network, continue the uh, topical conversations, or catch up on work. Um, uh, you know, these are just thoughts and ideas are constantly evolving, as are all CDC and other health guidelines. So we'll be looking at those recommendations. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, two things I can say with certainty are there will be no on-site registration. So all of you procrastinators, get online when we open registration and register. And the attire will be what I'm calling appropriate casual. How do I <laughs> define this? Well, let's just say that I'll be trading in my workout pants <laughs> for khaki slacks or a comfy skirt or dress. But the bottom line is we really want everybody to be comfortable in the environment, in the whole scenario, and in what they're wearing while they're on site. So, um, so that's about what I know right now. And the crystal ball just clouded up. So uh, hang on for more details. So I, I can or I can't wear my jammies. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of... They're not that bad to look at. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna say no, but that could be a leadership decision. Okay, okay, I'll pack them just in case. <laughs> okay, good, good to know. So no crowds around the registration desk. That's great because there's going to be no on-site registration. I just wanted to reemphasize that. Now another hallmark of neighborhood meetings is the reception. Are you still planning to have a reception? And if so, what's that going to, to look like? If you can kind of wipe off your crystal ball one more time. Sure, sure. What would a neighborhood meeting be without a reception? Yes, I'm planning to have it on Sunday as usual. It'll be July 18th from 5 to 6.30. Um, I'll work with the hotel on creative food options, you know, beverage delivery and the seating. Um, this will excite a lot of people. I don't see us using entry tickets or maybe even beverage tickets. So, but again, we're gonna be revisiting everything. 
Okay. So, so what do I do with that roll of tickets that you gave me last time I was going to use at the next meeting? Just hold on to them, right? Just hold on to them. Okay, good, good, good. Now, for, for those who enjoy visiting sponsor tables and those who want to be sponsors, will we have sponsor tables? Um, our sponsors are phenomenal. They have been so faithful throughout this whole virtual transition. So a shout out to all of them. Um, we've designed sponsorship packages that will offer a table and should they want to use it, yes, we'll set them up just like usual. Um, and again, following our traditional um, uh, sponsor tables is they don't need to be manned. Great, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Good point, Michelle. So anything else that attendees can expect? Do you, for example, anticipate that session moderators will all be attending on site or is it too early to, to tell? Well, um, I would say that, you know, attending the meeting live is gonna be a personal decision and we want everybody to be comfortable. With that in mind, I anticipate that there will be a mix of on-site and online speakers. So we will be working um, with technology to make accommodations as best as we can. Um, you mentioned about you know, what to expect in moderators. But the best part, I think that President Shalander's already talked about is that there'll be the true old fashioned neighborhood networking. Um, we found that our attendees network much better in person. You know, over the past year, we tried implementing chat rooms, social walls, shake to connect and sponsor connections with a uh, little success. Uh, the commissioner 101s are very popular. And I, I think that that was because it, it replicated most of what it would be like to run into a commissioner or a colleague um, at the hotel, you know, our networking break area. So, you know, we're gonna be, we're gonna be monitoring everything. I think it's too close to, to tell um, who will be there and who won't obviously, but we'll do our best to accommodate all the needs. Okay, now Denver is known as the Mile High City. What's the best tip or tips for people who are unfamiliar with this region? Oh my gosh, based on the past history when we were there last, I just want to remind everybody that the Mile High City means you need to hydrate. Um, definitely keep that bottle of water with you at all times and keep drinking up. Okay, stay hydrated folks. So President Shalander, for a minute, just take off your president's cap and talk to us just as, an, as another commissioner. Are you planning to send any of your staff to the meeting? And what types of questions are you hearing from your staff or questions that you anticipate that you may be asked by your staff? Yeah, no, uh, that's a good question. And I am planning uh, on sending staff. And, and uh, you know, historically, we have sent sometimes upwards of, of seven, eight. I'm, I'm anticipating maybe as many as 10. Uh, staff members, or at least 10 representatives from the Idaho Commission there. And, um, you know, part of it is that, you know, I want to see good attendance, but two, um, I'm also looking at it as somewhat of a reward for some staff who've just done a tremendous job over the last year. Now, I'm, I'm not specifically calling them out and saying, hey, you did a great job, so I want you to go to Nehru, but I've got some, some folks that have really stepped up to the plate, and I'd really like to see them have an opportunity to get out. Uh, one of the questions though that, that comes up from staff is can I go if I'm not inoculated and I said you know look I can't force you to do that but uh, but certainly um, I don't want to see you at risk and I don't want you, know, you to be putting other people at risk and I've 
not gotten any pushback from anyone that we've been talking to. And, and most of them have got out and have either had their second shot or are about to get their second. So, um, you know, I, I think we're moving along pretty well. But, you know, just, just like we are, the staff's anxious to get out and about. And um, two, um, you know, to the extent that there may need to be some additional support to on site, I've talked to some staff to maybe help out some of the NARUG staff as well. And so I think there's a lot of different roles, not just in the, uh, in the staff subcommittees, uh, but also in the main committee work uh, as well. You know, the educational opportunities that are provided by these summits are, I believe, some of the best, if not the best, in the regulatory circles that, that we run around in. And so I have no qualms at all in, in looking at this as continuing education for as many staff as, as I can afford to send. Okay, and I'm sure that there are other commissions, other commissioners who are grappling with the same decisions that you're thinking about as well. So thanks for talking through some of those uh, concerns. Now, Michelle, it seems like we really got the hang of doing the, the virtual meetings. So for those people who may hang back and sit this one out in terms of going in person, but who may want to attend virtually, how will the virtual side uh, look? Well, thanks for uh, the compliment about the fact that we got the hang of the virtual meetings because that makes me feel better as we proceed into the sort of the next phase of this. Um, we're still working through the agenda for the Summer Policy Summit and of course the required technology. Um, we anticipate that the virtual audience will have a different, more limited access. Um, the general sessions and what I'm calling the main stage meetings will be produced as we've done during our last virtual meetings. Um, and we're delivering, or excuse me, we're reviewing the different delivery options for committee meetings. Obviously with a split audience, we have to determine where our resources will be best spent. Um, I don't anticipate every session will be live Zoomed, um, but we are, you know, again, investigating ways to share information in a cost-effective and timely manner. Um, something else to remember is that the live meetings will be based on mountain time. So uh, those in the uh, Eastern and Central time zones, you may be up a little later than usual. So um, that's definitely something that's going to be a little different. Okay. And clarify uh, an assumption right now. So people may assume that live streaming a meeting uh, should incur very little cost, but I want you to walk us through that process and explain what types of costs need to be considered. All right, I'm gonna share a quick, off the top of my head, um, what I've learned so far. You need additional professional audiovisual staff, not only on-site, but in the pre-planning process. You need more high-tech equipment, dedicated internet lines, sophisticated platforms, extra software, more um, internal support staff. Plus there's considerably more time in the pre-planning that includes uh, communication, training and testing with your virtual speakers, setting up and testing the platform, testing the equipment, testing the internet, um, and often testing everything once you're on site and set up. Um, you also have to do a lot more coordination with the technical team. <laughs> and you're doing all this, making sure you're all talking the same language and you still have to hope it all goes, you know, correct. And as you planned when you go live. Um, and on top of that, we're still planning the traditional live portion of the meeting, but that portion is no longer traditional. 
because now we have to incorporate new safety and cleaning protocol measures, and we need to rethink every aspect of meeting interactions from breaks to meals, registration. Um, I mean, it, it'll, be a, it'll be a real challenge. It'll be costly, and, um, but we wanna make sure that everybody's comfortable and that we are meeting expectations to both our live and our virtual audience. I'm, I'm definitely learning more every single day. And we greatly appreciate everything that you and, and Wendy and everyone else is doing to make sure that we pull off a very successful hybrid meeting. Now, looking at, at Mac Group, which you are heavily engaged in as well, the, the Mac Group uh, meeting that will occur in June next month will be a hybrid meeting also, correct? Correct. Yeah, so what lessons do you expect to learn from, from that event? Well, I'll start with, I hope we learn more do's than don'ts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, we're gonna implement some of the same formats that we're thinking about for NARUC. Um, I'm also going to be using some technology and formats that I've, I'm learning from my husband's eighth grade math class. So wow. let's see if we're all smarter than eighth graders. Um, I'm not going to give any more away than that. Uh, basically, I mean, it's a great run through just like last year. Um, there, are, there are differences though in the format. For instance, MacRook's going to have, you know, a main stage and maybe a virtual stage. There aren't as many things going on at once. So again, I, I sort of want to set the expectations for, um, for our live and virtual audience that we will be investigating ways to get the information out there, but it may not all be delivered as we're used to you know, through Zoom. So, um, so be patient as we work through that. Okay, okay, we, we will. We'll, we'll definitely be patient. And speaking of patience, some people are impatiently wondering about registration. So when will registration open for the Summer Policy Summit? Our plan is to open the week of May 17th. Um, I, it, it, it does seem a little bit aggressive, but we're working on an agenda now that we can put up so people will know uh, what topics we're going to talk about. I know President Shalanda has already picked a couple of general session topics that are very engaging and timely. Um, the registration will also have new questions. Obviously, the attendees are going to have to select whether they're going to be live, um, on-site, or online and virtual. Um, we'll also be asking what committees uh, people who are live will plan to attend. That'll help us in setting up the room and again, using the spatial distancing um, to make sure everybody's comfortable. And then we'll have some activities for people to attend that we wanna make sure that we're tracking. Um, and I'm gonna put another plug in here. Remember, there's no on-site registration. So think through your decision. Um, obviously, you know when you know what you're comfortable doing, register in that format. Um, and you'll be getting, if you're going live on site, you'll be getting hotel information to book your rooms at the uh, Sheraton Denver. Okay, so Michelle, since there's not going to be on site registration and people really need to make up their minds and, and know ahead of time what they're going to do, does this mean that the deadline to register, will that be longer? than we typically do it or about the same? We're still looking at the end dates, but since we'll be leaving for the city earlier and 
you know, running badges, which is going to require a lot more um, manpower, um, particularly when you haven't been in your office for over a year. Uh, I think we'll probably cut that off about two weeks before the meeting starts. Um, I should also mention that there will be a, uh, a meetings on the week before. So on the 14th and 15th of July, we'll have all virtual meetings and they'll be part of the registration. So that'll be for everybody, whether you select it um, on site or virtual. And then the actual meetings will begin on Sunday, July 18th. And we'll have meetings on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, July 19th, 20th and 21st. So basically your registration fee uh, will cover if you're live six days um, and if you're virtual, we'll have, um, we'll definitely have long options as well. Okay, so thank you for, for mentioning those uh, bonus uh, meetings that will occur the week before. Okay, now then, uh, President Shalander, do you have any final thoughts to share with us? Sure, sure. Uh, as far as the meetings concern and travel, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of anxiety and nervousness I think people have around uh, traveling again. I mean, most of us probably haven't been in groups of, of more than 10 people since all this uh, kicked off. And, and the thought of being in a, in a crowded airport or sitting on a crowded plane or getting into meeting rooms again, I, I think uh, is enough to, to create some anxiety for, for even the bravest of folks. So again, we, we, we want to make sure that everybody feels safe and secure. And that's why we've got options uh, with, with this hybrid format to try to accommodate those. Because again, the key is to serve the members. And that's what's the most important piece of the puzzle. For me personally, I, I know that, you know, gosh, um, a live in-person meeting. I know I was sitting in all those Zoom meetings. And I can't tell you how many times mute has saved me from saying things out loud to other people. Um, so I got to remember live in person. I don't have that mute button, so I, I need to be careful what I what I say. And and uh, it's probably been over a year since I've been to the gym. So there's a few other things I need to work on. Um, and and social skills. I, I haven't again. Uh, do I shake somebody's hand? Do I fist bump them? Do I do I wave from a distance? Um, you know, I. It's, it's going to be a new experience. I'm, I'm getting excited about getting out and, and getting back into the real world again. And, uh, and I'm very, very excited about us being able to pull off an event like this. Uh, and, and as Michelle said, with, with Macroup coming up, I think we have a, a golden opportunity to sort of work out some of these so that by the time we're ready at NARUC, we're going to be um, in a really good position to do it right. And so uh, I want everybody to consider seriously about attending in person. Uh, we really do need to get the numbers up on registrations for both the virtual aspect as well as the in-person. Uh, this is not intended to be a break-even event. This is one of the opportunities for Nabrook also to get healthy financially as well. Um, that's, that's part of the reason we do these is to uh, keep the revenue flowing in for the association so that we can help keep member dues down and that we'll have the revenue to do the kinds of things we need for our membership. So it's, it's very important that we get you to attend one way or the other, but uh, certainly hope you can make it in person because uh, I, for one, am really excited to see all of you. Um, I genuinely miss you, which is, um, uh, well, I'm not going to say I got a tear in my eye. It's actually, it's allergy season here in Idaho. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. And, and who would want to miss out on that great wit in person. I mean, come on. Yes. 
thank you so much. And Michelle, I'll give you an opportunity to share some of your final thoughts about uh, the summer meeting. Well, nobody wants to follow Commissioner Schlander. <laughs> He's awesome. Um, you know, the decision to attend is a personal one. And, and I totally respect that. Everybody's in a different place in their life. Um, we just want everybody to be safe and healthy and comfortable. Um, I do look forward to seeing many of you in Denver. I'll be there. Um, and I know if I don't see you in Denver, uh, I'll probably see all many more familiar faces when we go to Louisville in, in November. Um, you know, no other organization shares the type of information and experience that NARUP does. So um, pick the format that you're comfortable with and know that you will be getting the quality education and information that you always get from NARUP. Um, and we are here to support our members, um, our stakeholders, and we thank all of you for, uh, for being a part of this and look forward to seeing you or Zooming with you in the next couple of months. That's great. So one more time, the NARUC Summer Policy Summit takes place virtually and on site in person in Denver, Colorado, July 18th to the 21st. And your registration fee includes some preliminary sessions the week before. But please be on the lookout for more information. Registration will open uh, the week of May 17th. So we look forward to getting those registration numbers up and we look forward to seeing you in Denver. Thank you all for taking a power walk with us today. <music>